Hi, welcome to this podcast from the Human Wisdom Project. I'm Manoj Krishna and today we're joined by Linda Fassel, who is a life and well-being coach. And we're going to explore the subject of relationships at work. Welcome, Linda. Hi, Manoj. It's lovely to be with you. So on this gorgeous sunny Saturday morning uh, in Yorkshire, we're talking about relationships at work. And of course, they're the cause of tremendous happiness, but can also make us really miserable. Absolutely. We spend so much time at work and how we interact with people and the things that happen during our working day carry on to the rest of our day at work and into our home lives. We really have to think about relationships and how we meet them at work. Yes, and of course there's a big difference between our relationships at work and at home. Shall we explore that? What's the difference between, say, our friendships and our partners or husbands or wives and the people we'll meet at work? Well, let's just have a a slight side on that. We say that you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family. The same thing on a much grander scale for work. You can choose your friends, you can choose your partners, you can choose you know, loads of people that you want to interact with. But at work, you are presented with people that you have to interact with and you have to work together and you have to do things regardless of whether you would see them ever out of work or not. Yes, and that is a tremendous challenge for so many people because, well, for one... Whenever you meet somebody who's different to who you are, your first reaction is to either be critical of them or to withdraw from them or, well, what else, how else do we uh, deal with people who are different? It's really interesting because with your friends, you know more about them, but people at work, Hmm. you don't know very much about them at all particularly in in the beginning and then if there's any difference you have no either awareness of it or understanding of the difference if somebody looks different you have a perception that they look different but what does that mean Mm. you know what that doesn't make them automatically do something differently it does mean that they are have some different experiences to you but Everybody has different experiences. It doesn't matter. We, we don't know people's backstories. No. And it's interesting what's going on in our thinking when we meet this difference, you see. Because we're all conditioned by our past experiences, and that for us becomes our norm. So if I meet you and you're dressed differently or talking differently or behaving slightly differently, I get irritated and I blame you for irritating me. That's the norm. Um, But all that's happening in my thinking is that I'm comparing you with my idea of normal and the difference is creating that reaction in me. I'm having to work harder to even think about it. It's not an automatic just reaction. And so my, my protective brain is going, oh, this is hard. And it's just, it's making a... Do I want to go here? Do I want to think about this? I, I got a great example of um, working when we were working online way before COVID times and having conversations with people in Scotland. Mm. When you first listen to somebody 
particularly the Glaswegian side, where there's a strong accent. Mm. When you first hear them, it's really hard to hear what's being said. But mm. the more you listen to it, the more it becomes normal, mm. the more you understand it. Mm. And that's everything. When it becomes normal, you can accept it. Mm. You can engage with it. You can understand it. When things are foreign to you, mm. it's really, really hard to even let your brain go into that space of, I want to know more. And that's life, a relationship's about wanting to know more or wanting to engage together. And if you can't get that first initial connection of, I hear you, mm. you just shut down those many barriers. It just, barriers come up and it's really difficult then to engage. So you think we really need a sense of curiosity, don't we? Totally. Others. Where are they coming from? What's their story? After all, deep down, we're the same human being. We are all humans and we've all done amazing things. But it's understanding that what we've done is fantastic and what someone else has done is also fantastic, but we don't know that. And it's just meeting people where they are today and accepting them for who they are and then creating the future together. Yes. So that's a key word, isn't it? Acceptance. Totally. You know, it's really hard for our mind to do that. Totally. Because, and it becomes easier if you're aware of this unconscious process in your own thinking. All your irritation and annoyance is the difference between your conditioning and the reality of what you're presented with. But the other thought I had was that very few people in organizations realize the importance of relationships and relationship building. Yeah. Nobody prioritizes that. Yeah. So if you're working in an office, imagine if everybody there, and it's not just up to management, it's up to everybody, prioritized getting on with people and building positive relationships. That would make a huge difference. It would make a massive difference. Um, and I think, interestingly enough, the you know post-COVID era, it will be interesting to see if relationships change. Because prior to that, we took things for granted. Everything was just, uh, we've got stuff happening and it, it's all fine, including relationships, almost especially relationships. Um, they're groups of people that do have connections. So smokers would go outside and just talk about whatever outside together. But then everybody who wasn't a smoker would look at them and go, why do they get time off? You know, they get 15 minutes every couple of hours and that's not fair. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have a choice. You can go for a walk. You can do what you like. You can go and get a coffee. You can get as many coffees as you like during a day. It's having those choices and then understanding that whatever choice you make, when you're going to a coffee machine, are you talking to somebody? Mm. Are you having that informal discussion? Did that take 15 minutes? You didn't notice that one. Mm. But it's, it's asking questions and it's just meeting people where they are today. How are you today is a question that we we slip by you know how are you today oh mm. fine and that's nonsense how are you today mm. yeah well you know i didn't sleep so well last night but i'm okay mm. so now you know during the day as the day goes on that person's likely to be a little bit tired maybe mm. they might react in a different way it's understanding where they are and where they've come from mm. just today so we need a sense of curiosity yeah a spirit of learning. We want to learn about people. Yeah. But I think the other thing that's often missing 
is a sense of caring. Yeah. You know, because if you think about what makes you feel close to anyone, it's a sense of feeling cared for. Being heard. Being heard. Being heard. Being understood. Yeah. Being, taking time uh, and patience to listen and understand. Yeah. Um, and it's the small acts of kindness right, that can make the biggest difference. And they're really, they're really easy to do if you just make it a priority. Um, I've had a mission for many, many years to make at least one person stay brighter every day. Mm. And that's, that's, you know, in the beginning it was quite hard, but it's actually quite easy. Mm. And when we talk about that caring, if you look at um, the simple things, if somebody is a football fan, mm. what team do they support? Did that team play yesterday? Did they win or did they lose? Mm. In the, ne you know, the next morning, you know if they're going to be in a good mood or a bad mood. But more than that, caring enough to say, you know, wasn't it a great win last night? Yes, or How was the game? I saw they won. Was it a good game? Yes. Okay, they lost, you know. Um, was it still a good game? It can be a good game and lose. Mm. But it's just, it's noticing how things are for that person. Things that matter to them. Mm. And you don't have to be nosy. So if... Some people want to share and some people don't want to share. If you know that somebody's having some challenges at work, oh, sorry, at home, and you at work are aware, it's not going into the, tell me what's going on, tell me what's going on. It's like, I'm here if you want to talk about it, mm. or, you know, are you okay? Mm. Are you okay is such a powerful way of, of caring. And they all they need to say is, it's a bit tough today, but thanks for asking. So... We need to make an effort to build connections, mm -hmm. a feeling of being connected with people who are different to us, yeah. uh, who will behave differently, have different opinions, beliefs, annoying habits perhaps. Right? Yeah. And if you take the time and trouble to build those connections and actually feel connected, then it's so much easier. Firstly, to work with people. Yeah. Then if you need something from them, they're much more likely to say yes. And if you encounter a challenge, if you've got a relationship, then you're much more likely to resolve it amicably. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. And there's a really easy way of doing that. Um, when somebody does something, saying thank you, is important. But if you say thank you for what mm. makes it so much more powerful. So somebody, you know, gives you some information that you were looking for and you didn't realize they would have it. Mm. Saying thank you is great. Saying thank you for providing that information. It really saved my day. I was able to do X. Mm. They understand more and you've built such a strong connection with them that next time they need something or you need something, you can easily go down that route and that's what a relationship at work is about is having that connection where you can for the greater good of what you're doing together because no work is without purpose mm. all work has a purpose and as an employee you all are striving ultimately for the same purpose mm. and it's that relationship of understanding 
what you're doing for the organization and what your what your little piece in it is mm. how you're getting that bigger picture to where it needs to be yes but to do it with sincerity <laughs> i think that's so important yeah because you know we sense the sincerity of a person long before they've said the first thing yeah totally so there is a energy exchange going on which is mysterious but if you have if you walk with goodness and sincerity and you speak with from that space it carries far more meaning the same words thank you how are you you know yeah. carry far more than if you're just insincere people will yeah. guess that it's not the words yeah. it's the feeling behind the words that's really vital totally and i'm i'm glad you brought up the energy thing because for me that's really important um we are all energy and what we are radiating we don't see but it is felt and seen by everybody else and putting a magnet on a table you don't know which is the positive or negative end of a magnet yeah. until you put some uh, pins or something around it some metal around yeah. it then you'll see whether it's being repelled or whether it's being attracted and we are that yeah. and so how we radiate yeah. is not seen but it's felt yes so well, that's very well put i like that okay so we've explored how we can make a difference mm. to the world of work through our ability to build relationships and overcome differences and so on but work is also different because work is organized in hierarchies <laughs> right? we have managers we have accountability and bosses um and suppose we have difficult bosses i mean how do you how can we deal with managers for example yeah there's always firstly that little bit of fear with someone yeah. who's got power over you if you like yeah you know uh managers could be having a bad day you might feel a little bit victimized they favor somebody else over you all of that one of my favorite topics um managers are people they are just people just like you and me they just happen to have taken on the responsibility of doing something else they have home lives they have things going on in their world that is impacting the way they're reacting the way they're feeling the way they're responding to things but at the same time they've also got people above them needing stuff so they've also got hierarchical pressures yes. and even the ceo has a pressure ceo of any organization has the pressure of the board and stakeholders and shareholders and everybody else that's out there there is there is a lot of pressure on everybody and the higher you go in the organization actually the higher the pressure is yes. from there and wherever you are understanding that the person who is your boss has these pressures they have home life they have all the you know if they have children at school children that might have problems that you know kid that fell out the tree or whatever happened they have parents they have illnesses the same as you and i they they're human but they also have a backstory and they bring their unconscious um thinking and background with them as well they bring their conditioning they bring their conditioning and it's it's understanding that that whole is a person 
the same as we are a person and how they are reacting is just the way they are today the greatest the greatest skill is working to have a good relationship with your manager and it's not about the manager having a good skill with you a good relationship with you it's you creating a good relationship with that manager i think it's about understanding what their expectations are yeah you know you don't have to suck up to people you just have to do your job properly yeah you know but first take time to understand what doing your job properly means what's expected of you what is expected number 1 and i think the second thing as you said is to understand the back story mm. to understand that people act from their fear mm. from their conditioning yeah and from their self interest just like you do totally most people aren't malicious yeah you know very few people are um so this understanding i think can help all of us deal with hierarchies in a much better way. Yeah, and nobody's perfect at everything. Mm. And that's really important to understand. You may perceive that Fred over there is always being asked to do something that you would like to do. But Fred's shown that he's good at that. Mm. And if you would like to do that, then put your hand up or help Fred out or find another way of doing something else that you like. People will always revert to asking those that are always available to help or always available to do things they're not necessarily better at it than you are you just haven't put your head above the parapet to say i could do that too yeah. could i have a look or it's not your job right now maybe others have an attitude of wanting to be helpful you see in organizations mm. there are very few people you come across who are, have this attitude of generally wanting to be helpful and go out of their way to be kind to others. Yeah. You know. I mean, what can we do to create an atmosphere of compassion at work? Or goodness. Goodness. Or happiness. The same word. I mean, it's just framed in different ways. Be of service. I think that always just how can you help the how can you help the situation i get personally i get really frustrated with uh, put my head above the parapet here of activists who just whoever shouting about this is wrong this is wrong that's wrong it's like okay so it's not perfect but what's the solution how can we do something positive to it so if something's not great at work what can we do offer service that brings recognition for you but it, apart from that it brings happiness because mm. you've done something good mm. and goodness makes a huge difference to the world people people appreciate it and from that builds the compassion builds the relationship mm. so i think in addition to being curious about people and wanting to learn about them i think also it's about being kind yeah what can i do to help in this situation what's the kind thing to do here mm. and if we asked ourselves that question you know it may mean for example not talking just not saying what you what's on the tip of your tongue totally <laughs> you know, totally not reacting with irritation or what oh, i've done this you said that you would but if you can f- ask that question 
then gradually in organizations we can create this atmosphere mm. of happiness, goodness, compassion, which makes everything, a, it's a place of joy to go, go to work. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, there are many surveys around the world which talk about how happy people are at work. And the results are not very flattering, are they, for employers? No, they're not. It's, you know, happiness at work is, is how happy are you in your life? Yes. How are you building joy, compassion, kindness around everything that you do? Like, you know, life at home should be no different to life at work. You've got different relationships and people are doing different things. But your choice, the choices you make of how you present, provide help, add service, add value, should be the same. You don't think twice about cooking, a, well, hopefully you don't think twice about cooking a meal at home for the people that you love and doing things that you want to do because it makes feel, people feel better. But sometimes at work, you sit there and go, it's not my job. Why am I doing that? Hmm. And it's, why? Yeah. If I have the time and I have the capacity and the skill, why wouldn't I just uh, do it? Well, for that you need a positive attitude, don't you? Yeah. That's the key. The secret sauce, really, of being kind, helpful, curious, um, going the extra mile to help people. Yeah. and build healthy relationships. All that needs a really positive attitude, which we'll explore perhaps in, a, in another podcast, which is how can we develop that positive attitude. But one more thing about relationships I wanted to touch on is how work gets splintered into tribes. <laughs> yeah. And what impact that has. It's a natural human tendency, if we're friends, we'll hang together. Mm. You know, we have the same interests, we look alike, we order, we're similar. And we have no sensitivity to what impact that's having on others. Yeah. Is it excluding others from yeah. our tribe? Yeah. Or then multiple tribes start forming. Yeah in a department, in an organization. And then it becomes my tribe versus your tribe. And what can we do to get past that or avoid that? The tribal thing is a very interesting one because we see it in schools where we have these little gangs of kids and we come with all this now conditioning and we come into a work environment and go, Oh, those are the popular kids. You know, that's the popular tribe over there. Oh, those are the ones that always get to ask this. Oh, those are the ones that get to do all the fun stuff. And actually, we're adults. Those people naturally work together because they are all geeky computer people. That's great. We need them to do that. Thanks. You know, I've got this geeky computer problem. Can you help me? But I'm a, a creative, arty person, and I'm doing something else here. And if you've built a relationship with the geeky computer people, they'll know that to come to you and ask you. You're not all fighting to do each other's jobs. It's recognizing and appreciating the skills and value that other teams are bringing and working together for the overall good. Because what happens, you end up in these little ivory towers. I'll try and do everything in my tower. My team will do all the things we're not good at and we're not going to tell you because you might take it away from us. Well... What's that about? Yes. Selfish. But there's another aspect to it. So suppose 
you and I get on and we're in a tribe, I think we also have a responsibility to be sensitive yeah. to others who are not in our tribe. How yeah. are they feeling? Yeah. How's that person who's having coffee on their own or lunch on their own? Yeah. You know. So it's tempting for us just to spend all our time together. But again, if we're kind and caring and compassionate, we'll say, hey, come and join us. Come and have coffee with us or hang with us, whatever. So it's observing and noticing. Yes, being sensitive to the mm. needs of all the people around you and mm. building those connections. But also, even if you and I get on, say we are in one tribe and somebody else is in another tribe or another group, how do we build connections? We to go out of our way to do that. Well, we do, yeah. It's that curiosity and it's just engaging and understanding. It's that goes back to the understanding who those people are and what's going on in their world. What else happens in their world that we don't know about? How do we connect with them? It's building that connection yes. through the curiosity, through the com compassion, through the kindness. It's, it's all of those things, you know. And it's observing, caring, and opening the door. Just a little bit to say. Yes. So to summarize, the world of work offers rich opportunities for us to build meaningful connections with people. Yeah. But it also offers many challenges. Yeah. Right? But if we firstly realize the importance of relationships and relationship building, yeah. and we make an active effort to do that, um, I think our lives at work would be so much happier. Totally. We would be radiant. That means we'd be radiating goodness and happiness to others. So people in our orbit would be happier. But more importantly, organizations yeah. would be much more productive. Happy workforce. Yes. And it's res responsibility not just of the senior management, but of every person who comes to work yeah. to take an active role in building these meaningful connections across the board. It enriches our lives. It yes. enriches all of our lives. Yes. You know, if you are born and grow up, and live for your whole life on a single street, you only know the people that live on that street. Mm. By going to work, you have the opportunity to meet with people that have come from many different backgrounds, many different experiences, many different countries, many different worlds of existence. You don't have to watch a TV program or read an encyclopedia. You can speak to people. How yes. amazing is that? Yeah. So to turn the challenge into an opportunity. Yeah. To say, oh my goodness, I'm going to work this... Yeah. A rich opportunity to learn, build yeah. meaningful connections with so many varied people and so on. Yeah. Well, Linda, it's been a real pleasure. Uh, thank you uh, for coming today. So you've been listening to a podcast from the Human Wisdom Project. To explore all the issues that have been discussed in this podcast, please visit humanwisdom.me. Thank you for listening.